Hi, I'm glad you found me on the podcast dial. This is Mox Musings, a podcast hosted by WCTV, Wilmington Community Television, in Wilmington, Massachusetts, where I talk about my writing activities. You can find this podcast on the web at wctv.org slash podcast and also on SoundCloud and iTunes. Check in each week at wctv.org to find the latest episodes. My podcast program generally consists of three parts, an author interview, a reading from one of my books, and I talk about my current writing activities. Each episode is about 20 minutes in length with a new episode each month. You can find out more about me on my Facebook page, facebook.com Mark Ryan Books, and at my website, markryanbooks.com. Stay tuned for the next episode. Well, here we are today uh, at with the Mark's Musings. We have a special guest with us today. Uh, by the name of Valerie Bogle, and uh, she is ha- is a Wilmington resident, or has been a Wilmington resident, and has written a, uh, a cookbook, a uh, recipe book, uh, that has been, uh, recipes have been passed down from her mother. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I'm glad to, glad to have you. Glad uh, to be here. I've uh, looked at some of the recipes in your book. They look very enticing, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm hoping to purchase a, a copy and so that uh, my wife and I can try some of the uh, excellent uh, meals. People have been very pleased with the recipes that they've tried. So it, I think you will be, too. <laughs> well, sound, sounds great. Uh, are they uh, only just main dishes, or are they no. desserts and things like Appetizers that? Appetizers and dips and spreads are at the beginning bars and squares, cookies, um, casseroles, breads, um, there's breakfast foods, cakes, and condiments. So, oh, interesting. Um, Quite a variety. Yes. Yeah, she she did have a good selection of different recipes for different purposes. Did, did you have a big family at the time when she was cooking in the kitchen? or? When I was a child growing up, it was my two brothers and myself. Okay. But she always had a huge garden. And we lived at the end of Chestnut Street in Wilmington. And um, one side of our yard was all garden. And Mum usually was in charge of it all. <laughs> Isn't that something? Yes. I remember a hurricane coming through one year, and she was so upset because it just took the corn down and then... The eye of the storm went through, and then the wind picked up again, and it flipped it back the other way. It looked like a bunch of pickup sticks, <laughs> and she was so upset. Oh, I <laughs> we had to go out and harvest the corn real quick. Well, I bet, I bet. Did you mm. grow other things there beside the corn? Or uh, all, all kinds of vegetables. vegetables. She yeah. canned food to last us through the whole winter. Wow. Yeah. Yes, yes. And then yes. she would go to the farm stands and buy her peaches and apples and can um, those up the winter too yes yeah mm. that sounds sounds terrific wow so you were into canning and also into gardening mm-hmm. and then she took some of these uh vegetables and then she made meals out of them too right. yes right. That's, that's so super 
so every night was a special night with a new recipe, or uh, was a lot it of the same ones were repeated again and again, and they became family favorites. Yes. Um, I was in charge of hot dogs and beans on Saturday night. <laughs> that was my cooking experience. That always as a seems kid. <laughs> to be in everyone's favorite. Right. You know, the hot dogs and beans night, or the mm. spaghetti on Wednesday, or whatever, something like that. Right. But uh, th- great. That's that's super. So, uh, how long did it take you uh, once you decided you wanted to make this uh, recipe book? Uh, did it take you very long to accumulate all the things and put them all together? Um, the the time spent, um, it took me about a year, okay. and it was um, over a period of time in between a lot of other activities that I'm involved in that I kind of snuck little snippets of time in to do this. But I would take her recipes um, from a notebook that a friend of hers put together, and it was full of her favorite ones, so I used a lot of recipes from that one. I went into her little recipe boxes and found ones that I remember as a kid um, having at Christmas time, little treats, sure. popcorn balls. They were my brother's favorites. Oh, oh um, yes, yeah. She would color some co- popcorn green, some red, leave some white, and she'd make <laughs> these balls and put them in saran wrap and put little bows around them. and. <laughs> They would go out to people. Very and artistic, friends. my God! Yes, yeah. 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 She was. Um, she enjoyed that kind of thing. She her her. She was well known for her gingerbread houses. Oh my God! And yes. Yeah. She would make these little adorable houses that were probably about this big. Did you help too, or did no? I wasn't a part of it. She always did it when we were in school, <laughs> and you know she liked to work alone. Yes. And, but these. Gingerbread houses were given to many of her friends as a Christmas gift to the family. Of course, and yeah. they look forward to it every year. Yeah, mm. that that is wonderful. Uh, yeah, I remember making uh, some gingerbread houses like that with my my kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did it as a special treat. Yeah, uh, at Christmas time. So that that's so super. Yeah, and I would come home from school and there'd be houses everywhere on little cardboards <laughs> cut out with. Um, oh, so she made a lot of them. them at one time. And yeah. they were, yeah, she would be mass producing them during <laughs> the day while we were at school. <laughs> so I never knew what we would come home to. Good, 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 good. That's interesting. And so uh, your parents were, um, uh, what did they do in town too? Did they, they volunteered in town? My dad us? was involved with um, Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts, and Mom was involved with Girl Scouts from the time I was a brownie all the way through senior high. Yeah. Um, she she went on to um, be a camp director at Camp 40 Acres for Camp Wega Stacka, oh my uh, which goes back many years. And then she was a director in Andover at um, Camp Mary Meeting. So she had a lot of people. She was titled Breezy there. <laughs> that was her name. Always on the go. <laughs> and she was the nature lady. She enjoyed carrying around a snake inside a black um, pantyhose. And she would have that tied to her belt. And she would be sitting down with the kids and then, you know, untie it during the talk that she was giving to them about some animal. And she'd pull out the snake and watch them squeal, you know, and listen to all the... A real live snake? (laughs) A snake, yeah. Oh, my God. So we had people bringing things like that to us. Someone brought to us a groundhog one day, of all (laughs) things. And she put it in a trash can 
and she was afraid that it didn't have enough room to move around, so she put um, chicken wire over the top of the can and put it on its side. Well, in the morning, there was a great big hole, and he was gone. (laughs) (laughs) So we had... He chewed himself out. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. That's quite a story. That's Mm. really interesting, yes. So you lived on Chestnut Street, yes. I lived uh, fairly close by on Boutwell Street for a while. Uh But uh, that was a nice neighborhood uh, down at that. that And Mom was a a police lady in town. She was one of the first of that first group of women that they hired to do the crossing guards and she would sometimes take uh, women that were arrested to court because oh, yes. they would like a woman yeah. police officer with them. So she was, she did that for many years. And where was her station? Right uh, about, At Bowell Street Bowell and Street. also sometimes she was at the high school. At the high school yeah. too, yeah. Mm. Well that, that sounds terrific. Now getting back to the recipes, any particular ones that were your favorite uh, or that were her favorite? Um, she, um, well, she was well known for the, her gingerbread houses, so uh, but the recipe that's in the book is mine. Okay. Um, I ended up making gingerbread houses and gingerbread nativities after a while, and um, I always gave her one of mine, and yeah. she enjoyed my recipe. Yeah. She used a box mix, which was Betty Crocker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the recipe that... Um, I make is in here, and it is one of the best that I have done. Wow, yes, yes. And she enjoyed it. Um, She enjoyed not an Andover cornbread, which is a a moist cornbread. It's not crumbly like a lot of them are dry. Yes, yes. Um, Andover cornbread was one that she served to her. When I gave that recipe to her, she was was right on it. Moist. Yes, Uh, yes. And another one that she really liked that I gave her was um, a Sudbury casserole, and this was funny one time we arrived up in Maine where she ended up living and she was some upset she's the the firehouse and the community club are not doing the Sudbury casserole anymore (laughs) and she just was in a rant about it (laughs) they're doing lasagna or something like that she wanted her Sudbury casserole so it was it was fun <laughs> they weren't using her recipe or her her uh, right. production there. Yes, but she made um, uh, Martha Washington fruit cake. Oh. Uh, a lot of people don't like fruit cake, but yes. those that do really look forward to the Martha Washington. If you like the dark fruit cake, and then she had a white fruit cake that she made for those that didn't like the dark ones. Yes, and yes. she gave those as gifts at Christmas time, and that goes back to um, my grandmother, her mother. She used to take her do the um, fruitcakes early in the season, like around probably October or November, she would have them all made and all wrapped up and put off in one room. And she'd go in there with her little bottle of whatever, brandy or something, and give them a little drink every now and then. (laughs) So that was part of the family (laughs) um, recipes that got handed down. How long did she have to let them ferment for? (laughs) Until Christmas. Until Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So they were ready. (laughs) Another one that I remember as a kid growing up was tomato soup cake. What's that? And it's made with a can of tomato soup. Yeah. And it has a cream cheese frosting, but there's a lot of spices in it and there's raisins in it. Um, So you don't realize you're eating tomato soup. Yeah, but it yeah. was my one of my favorite. So it's cakes. sweet, but it's also salty too with the tomato mm. soup, or no? Is just, um, no, no. There's enough sugar in it okay. and enough spices in it that it 
makes it into a little spice cake More, yeah, spice with the case, cream yeah. cheese frosting. It's I, mm, yum. <laughs> Sounds delicious. You're making me hungry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm just looking through some of the recipes that I uh, see here that um, she used to do a lot of pickling, bread and butter pickles and sweet pickle sticks. Uh, zucchini relish was one of her favorites. And, and no matter who went to her house, if she served that, she was offering them a jar at, you know, when they were leaving because they oohed and odd over it. <laughs> of course, of course, of course. Yeah. And then they would remember it uh, right. forever because they had right. a sample of it. Yeah. Mm. Mom was very um, aware of people's allergies or food problems that they had, and she would remember who couldn't eat what, oh, and she would God. make recipes that accommodated them. Y- yes. And I think that stems back to Girl Scout days when one of the girls in, in a brownie troop was allergic to eggs and mom had always made a birthday cake for each one of the kids Yes, and she had um, birthday cake or cupcakes there and this one of the girls said I can't eat them if they have eggs in them well you'll be alright you'll be alright and she ended up sick as a dog oh my god yeah. and she, I think she remembered that it affected her so much that yeah. she made sure that if anybody had a problem with food, she knew about it and <laughs> she would remember it. So. That, that was good. So she made it without eggs and then she was but She found an eggless cake uh, yeah, that yes, she yeah. ended up making for the birthday parties so yes. that this girl could eat, yes. you know. Uh, my One of my granddaughters is uh, vegan now, mm-hmm. so she is uh, very... Uh, interested in having foods that are not uh, have uh, certain ingredients mm-hmm. in them and so it's kind of interesting yeah that whenever we have uh, a holiday uh, meal at my house we always have to have different foods mm-hmm. <laughs> available one thing that mom enjoyed doing when people came to visit her up in maine was um give them a lobster feed so she oh. would steam lobsters for them and there would always be potato salad and uh a vegetable or something, a, a green salad with it. But um, they, she, she enjoyed doing that, treating them to Maine lobster. Maine lobster, yes. Yeah. Uh, I always remember a special recipe of somebody cooking them in beer. I'm not too sure whether that was one of her your recipes. No, <laughs> I don't remember that one. No, <laughs> steaming them in beer. You know, uh, <laughs> but, that's uh, interesting. Yeah. The, uh, so that was that's so those are great yeah so uh, one of the reasons why you're selling this uh, cookbook is that you'd like to use the proceeds for what my mom passed away in 2014 and she left her property in Bremen Maine to my brothers and myself and we have uh, a trust account set up to pay the bills up there the taxes and oil electricity and uh, fuel and this cookbook is raising some funds to put towards that, that trust. Is, that is so mm. um, very nice. Yeah, mm. it's very nice. So it's, it's going to a good cause yeah. that you want So it's a tribute to my mom um, for her hospitality and generosity. She was always having people over for lunch or dinner sure. and uh, just enjoyed the company and being able to um, get together with people. So our intention of keeping the place is that people will do the same thing, that they'll invite their friends there. Um, All my family um, basically uses the place during the summer and we close it up for the winter. Nice. Yeah, Yeah, but it's right on a lake and it's, it's got, 
it, you don't want to go anywhere. <laughs> sure, <laughs> it's everything is right there. Everything yes. is right there. Yeah. Canoes and water and uh, lots of yard to play on. So it's a nice place to get away. Yes, mm -hmm. yeah. I, I also noticed in your book too, you had some artwork that you uh, had included in the book. Mm -hmm. um, I also included, uh, along with artwork that um, pertained to the to food. I looked for pictures that I had done of my mother's um, onions that they're in here or my mother's dog. I have a whole section on Frosty who was her companion for many years and um, one of the, it's a treat uh, for kids and I think it's I can't remember the name of it right now um, but it's a doggy, it sounds like a dog treat, but it's for kids. Oh, neat. And yes, yeah. it's a snack food. Puppy chow for kids is what it's called. <laughs> so I d decided to include story, a, sto a poem that I had written about Frosty, her dog, and in that section, plus a pitch, some pictures I had painted of him. So this, is, this cookbook includes stories written by other people about my mom, and I picked out ones that had to do with food. Yes. There's a Clash of the Titans in here, <laughs> which is written by my cousin Kathy, who has since passed away. And she um, and my cousin Leland were brought to our house when my cousin Peter was being born. And my mother served, of all things, when kids are there, liver. <laughs> Well, <laughs> Kathy hated liver, and she wasn't about to eat it. Well, she found it on her plate the next day for breakfast, and then she found it on her plate for lunch. Oh, my God. Because she was being as stubborn as my mother was. Yeah. You're going to eat this. Well, finally, Kathy gave in. She says, I, I was going to starve if I wasn't going to eat that liver. But she says, I still hate liver. <laughs> so, the, so I took yeah. stories that people wrote. When we gave her an 80th birthday party, yes. um, I asked people who couldn't come to it to write a story about mom, and we put it in a big notebook. Okay. So yeah. some of the stories I pulled out of that. Poems were written by her friends and relatives, and some of those are in here too. So it's a, almost an anthology of her life. And that is terrific. And pictures yeah. of her when she was a kid comments by her. I went into her diary that she had when she was 11 and 12 years old yeah. and pulled out a couple of things from there about Christmas and how they did Christmas back then. And another um, resource was um, I had asked her if she would do a journal. Mm -hmm. I says, Mom, when you're gone, all these stories that are in your head and mind are going to be gone and nobody's going to know them. Sure. So she did write a few pages, but that was about it. I, yeah. And I took from that. Um, she told stories about her mother, how she was um, famous for her pineapple pie. Yes. So that pineapple pie recipe is in here. It's very easy and it's good. Um, my grandfather was um, well known for his peach ice cream. Mm. And... He would. She tells stories about him getting up off his Morris chair and going out to the kitchen, and you'd hear pots and pans banging around. And before you knew it, there was chocolate sauce being poured over snow that he brought in from outside. <laughs> uh, little treats like that, or they'd be pulling taffy. Um, yeah, he was in charge of the the sweets, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> making popcorn and pouring chocolate over it. So this is terrific. This is not only just a uh, recipe book, but right. it's also a family history book, it too. And there's yeah. uh, uh, pictures in it, there's artwork, there are stories, poems. 
and and the recipes themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, quite a compilation of uh, a lot of different things. And it was fun to put together, and it yeah. was good. Uh, well, it helped me just to go through the the grieving process, you yeah, know. And, of course. Um, yeah. You know, you, you you're always going to miss your parents, no matter what, uh, no matter how much time has passed. But um, you can look back with a smile on your face for some of the things that went on, and you think about this the you know just her life and how she was. An easy target for those that like to tease. Sure. <laughs> and one day, um, my her husband, her she was married three times. My brother's dad was killed in World War II. Then she married my dad, and she divorced him after 20, 20 over twenty-five years, and then married um, Clyde Conley. And Clyde came in to the house one day, and he said, Gene, you better get out to your garden. There's a rabbit out there. <laughs> well, my mother shot out the door. <laughs> no rabbit's going to eat her food. Yes. <laughs> she gets out to the garden, and then she starts cursing a friend of hers, that John Jicka. I'm going to kill him. And she, he would, um, he was always playing some kind of a trick. But this rabbit in the garden was an eight-foot piece of plywood. <laughs> Cut out in the shape of Bugs Bunny, laying on his side, with his, his arm holding up his head, with a carrot in his other hand. Oh yeah, cool. a rabbit. Yeah. So Clyde kind of played along with it too. <laughs> That's terrific. So, if anyone would like to purchase your book, or how would they get a hold of uh, your address or you know a place where they could purchase the book? Is you have a website? Or? I do have a website. Um, my website is um, vjb at Valerie Jeans Art, and it's j e a n n e s art dot com. Okay, so that would be a good place to start. And um, you can go to that website. Um, uh, that actually is my email address for the website. You can go to my website and see my artwork, but the book is not on there. Okay. I haven't got that far yet. Okay. Um, so the, you can call me. <laughs> okay, yeah. good, good. Yeah. Uh, or if you're interested, you could even send uh, a note to the uh, TV station here, mm-hmm. wctv.org, and uh, in care of my name, Mark uh, Ryan or Mark's Musings, and uh, I'll just pass on the information okay. too to to Valerie. Mm-hmm. But uh, so you, our listeners now have two places: either your email address, uh, and I'll repeat it again later on, and also uh, WCTV. Mm-hmm. So, are there any uh, closing remarks that you'd like to make before we uh, close the? One program? of the recipes that was uh, that is in here uh, is blueberry buckle. And some of my art students bought my cookbook, and when they, two of them, not knowing that the other was making the same recipe, they came into class and told me, I made the blueberry buckle, and it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the, the, uh, the man that had bought the cookbook, he said, I didn't put any whipped cream on until the last bite, and that just made it. I was just like, whoa. <laughs> he was so pleased with it, so that's a, that's a favorite recipe. Nice to hear uh, wonderful stories like that. You know, mm-hmm. there's always uh, history with it and uh, pl- uh, pleasant uh, memories mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Well, that brings us to the close of our uh, interview with Valerie Bogle, and uh, she has this wonderful recipe book, 
that's available uh, either at her website and uh, also if you contact WCTV, Mox Musings, uh, we can make it available, m make the address available for you. So uh, without further ado, we're going to say sign off right now and thank Valerie for her uh, uh, the pleasure of her company the, tonight, uh, listening to her about her recipe book. And that's it. See you next time.